Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an off-forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and if I have to wax one more pussy today, I'm going to black out. And with me, I've got Liam. Where are you ladies from? I'm from Ottawa, which is in Canada. And Jade. That was Moon Ice, you nasty bitch. (laughs) That was a great assortment of quotes and i guess the ottawa quote does seem like a gimme <laughs> yeah i was afraid i thought it was i thought it was too obvious jade jade i thought would would give it to me but Corey, i thought maybe you're more from ottawa than i am so i thought you could take it i mean i think we're we've lived in ottawa the same amount of time i think i think you've definitely spent more time in ottawa though i'm like you were closer to ottawa growing <laughs> regional up. relevance mm-hmm uh, that means I can read my other quote I wanted to use because it did not get used. Um, I'm sorry we're late. He drives like a girl. Oh, God. <laughs> Which uh, is just a funny thing to say to somebody. Jade, you're here. You're here on the podcast again. Hi. Yay. Hi. Um, Mitch isn't here. We killed him. Yay! Um, <laughs> replaced fi- finally, and because uh, he didn't want to, he actually he looked us dead in our eyes. And you know what he said? He said, "I'll never watch the terrible moms and their horrible deeds." <laughs> and we stuck his head in the toilet so hard that he died. And <laughs> here we are. It's, it's, let's That's go. The appropriate response to that. <laughs> um. So this is the start of our like Christmas month holiday month maybe that's how we should mix up the christmas movie i guess they're doing sequels about other relevant holidays but we'll figure that out later uh it's christmas month again and every time we get to the christmas episodes i feel like i have to think of a topic to do like casual conversation about at the beginning about christmas and i'm i'm feeling today like there's really not that many there's only so many angles with which to talk about Christmas. I don't know if that's true, Corey. I mean, people you think have been there's talking an infinite about amount. It's got at least uh, certainly there's more than four angles, which is the amount of uh, Christmas months we've had. Mm. Yeah, but think, yeah, but every ep- th- that's more than four episodes. Do you bring it up at the beginning of every single Christmas episode? Or I, just think, the first I think I think I try to I think I try to Christmasify it somehow every time. Fair maybe. enough. I guess maybe I was, I'm making I that up. I should know the answer to this. Uh, I think I might have something here though, but I just I don't know how you guys feel about it. Um, the movie that we watched, uh, A Bad Mom's Christmas, uh, is, is very much about why the holidays are kind of a stressful, terrible time, made worse by people being stressed about it. Uh, for at least half the runtime of the movie, at the very least. And um, do you guys find this stressful, this being Christmas? I usually do get stressed around Christmas um, because of the traveling and because of the money and also because I typically have worked in jobs that are like customer service oriented. I'm actually way less stressed this year because I... Um, I work in an art gallery now and we're going to be closed for like three weeks. So I get three weeks off like paid, which is 
Whoa, so, you're like a child. Uh, like a child. Except you get paid. Yeah, <laughs> no one pays kids shit. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, so that'll be really, 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 really nice. Um, so I think just if everyone just didn't have to work but still got paid, uh, everyone would feel like way better about it. No one goes to, no, no, people do work in this. Uh, Catherine Hahn works in this movie, so... I mean, I, those pussies aren't going to wax themselves. Exactly. So I was waxing metaphorical <laughs> pussy for years, and now I no longer have to do that. So I'm feeling a lot who better. Needs, who needs art over the holidays? <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, it is a luxury, but um, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're closing the gallery down, and then... I am a little stressed about having to drive to a different state because my registration is super expired and it's like really illegal. Um, Do you want me to censor that just so the the like the NYPD don't, think- don't hear it or whatever? <laughs> no, that'll sound even worse because you'll say I'm really nervous about driving to a different state because, because- it's boop <laughs> and it's super illegal. <laughs> um. Yeah. But people might assume it's nothing. Like they might think you're nervous because um you want to do the first drive you've ever done not exceeding the speed limit. Well, that's not going to happen. Um, but we don't know that. True. Look, don't censor anything. I don't think they're going to come for me. They don't know where I am. They can't find me. <laughs> not until all we all congregate in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Uh, oh, gonna track us all down dating the episode so no one's gonna get that joke <laughs> in like a couple in months. a week we'll have all forgotten yeah, what this like, was about exactly yeah so but like so i guess it's good though like so primarily a travel thing money thing but this year better than average yeah because i am not also like oh my god i have to get back i only have like three days off from work or something which is the usually the case because i work you know, like when you're spending time with your family and you go to the store and stuff and like there's still people working. <laughs> that has been me traditionally. But now I've ascended to true white collar. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I'm a class trader, I guess. So I think you're fine. <laughs> I think we're all a little bit of class trader until it starts until like we really start like guillotining and then you know then you can start making like ideological choices about that yeah up until then i'm just not Art gonna gallery. feel bad about anything yeah <laughs> anyway um, but like did any of it ever come from just like from like your family doing like a ton of stuff or it was more just like the logistical um uh, my family is pretty chill actually um and so that's not too too bad yeah, it's never really been because of that. Like, as a kid, I loved it. And now it's like, I get babied when I get home. Like, my mom is like, oh, what dinners do you want? Like, do you need anything for your apartment? Like, that's honestly really nice. So, yeah. uh, what dinners do you want? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I like a salmon BLT. Very good. I like. So, where does the S go in the acronym? Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> bro i love getting blitzed though. i love i love getting blitzed um and then i really can't think of anything else that's fine <laughs> even though one, i'm one so hungry blt coming up yeah uh, buddy and I like, boy buddy, shut up. and i liked like a uh 
like scallop potatoes with like whatever just like cheesy potatoes basically okay yeah everybody if you're trying girl. to buy jade gifts write this down oh my god we'll please. send this excerpt to your mom yeah so you won't even have to tell her <laughs> be like actually mom you could just listen to the podcast uh yeah, yeah you're gonna start you're gonna, episode you're gonna, one but it'll be a great payoff <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get home and she's gonna be like jade what would you like for dinner this week and you're gonna be like wow mom i can tell you don't listen to my guest appearances <laughs> on my favorite podcast actually it's my fourth favorite podcast according to my <laughs> spotify rat hey there's nothing wrong with being number four dude it's yeah. a respectable number yeah tell that to my tell that to my rotation <laughs> tell that to number four in my rotation <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway um, liam do you have you historically found it stressful or do you now or has it always kind of been a good time i feel like you're good time about it yeah yeah i'm i'm definitely a good time certainly growing up i mean um we lived far enough away from my extended family that I never got to have those Christmases that I would see in movies where a bunch of distant relatives would come and there would kind of be interpersonal chaos. I thought that always looked kind of entertaining, but it, it never got to happen to me as a kid. Um, so Christmases were pretty, pretty relaxed. You know, my parents are a bit older as well. So I think they were always just happy to, to take it easy. Um, in current day, you know, like the last five years, um, I do, I get a bit stressed out, I think just because of money, you know, just trying to buy people gifts. And then also, um, because I live away from my family and I can't see them every Christmas, I've got to like figure out how to buy gifts in time and ship them. I've got like nephews, uh, whose, um, childhood memories of Christmas are being formed currently. And so I'm trying to, to make sure that I am present for those memories even though i'm not in the same city so there's a bit of stress there but uh i would say the excitement overrides the stress like this year um i am also going to take some time off from metaphorically waxing pussy i uh i booked some vacation off around christmas so i'm gonna get the christmas week off i'm really looking forward to that and then Likewise, um, when I go to my my fiance's house, because uh, her parents live in our city, and so we'll go and spend Christmases there. I also kind of feel like I'm I'm getting babied. And then when there are those interpersonal arguments that I kind of see in movies, because they'll have family members over, um, because I don't have much stake in it, you know. I uh, I'm no one's gonna argue with me because I'm still. I'm not that immersed in the uh, in the family, I suppose. Like, her, her grandfather isn't going to pick a fight with me. So I just get to sit, you know, with Christmas snacks and just, like, kind of watch arguments. And it's it's kind of fun, to be honest. That sounds nice, yeah. Yeah, that's Is pretty cool. That's, like, the best of both worlds because you still get tea. Um, that's right. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a movie. It's like a movie, but it's 3D. Yeah, 3D wow. Christmas movie of like arguments. Like a play but real life. Yes, that's right. <laughs> what about you, Corey? I I feel like I'm similar. I, uh, sorry, I got sidetracked for a second because I was trying to, what's the, somebody help me make a joke. What's the name <laughs> of the play that like all took place in a house and a bunch of stuff happened at once and you can only watch part of it at a time? Oh. You know that? 
it's like sleepless nights or something. <laughs> yeah, or sleep away camp or whatever. It's a uh, sleep no more. I think. sleep no more. You're doing Christmas sleep no more. That's my joke for that. That's all I wanted to say. I just my brain wasn't gonna let that go until I said it out loud. No, so. but if you sleep no more, then Santa's not gonna stop by your house. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend to be asleep. Santa's a fucking idiot, dude. He's not gonna <laughs> know that I'm I'm grifting him. Santa's dumber than dumber than coal, bro. I've got the I'm covering this from all angles. <laughs> um <laughs> uh I I uh I, I agree for like the stereotypical stresses are there. This year in particular I'm feeling the money one because like I don't feel like I have that many gifts yet, but it feels like it's been a, a decent amount of money. Uh and I think that's just the economy being bad when you're an adult. Um so like those sort of more uh standard uh kind of qualms i understand i feel like i i haven't had to travel a ton like the furthest i'll have to go to see family in either direction from where i am right now is two hours which is not that big of a deal um when i go see my mom it will likely just be my mom or it will be my mom and my sister and when i go to my dad's it'll be like my dad, my stepmom, and then like some assortment of step siblings, and that's kind of it. So I also haven't really had a ton of those like big freak out forty people Christmas bonanzas. Uh, I still feel like I've gotten some of that like argue experience, but I just I stay so out of it that it's never like stressful. I feel like if anything, when I was maybe like in my late teens or something, and I was doing Christmas, and there was like eight of us there or whatever um it just maybe felt like i didn't get enough time where i wasn't with seven other people um yeah the lack of alone time is real that is like yeah. i feel like an unseen or like it like creeps up on you yeah well and i didn't notice it like as a thing in my life very much until like in high school like i if i was at home it, other people might not necessarily be home but like then through university like for a wide variety of reasons you just get used to spending a lot of time like you're studying or you're just at home or your schedule is different from other people's and you don't always see everybody and then like a pandemic happened so i've become like very accustomed to having a fairly significant amount of time by myself uh and i can definitely feel when i'm not getting it you can definitely get too much but i feel like it and then like you're not having a good time but then i feel as though at christmas you kind of get the opposite where it's like I just need to try to find a room in this house that no one else is inside of. Uh, that isn't like a bathroom. Um, and even with like seven other or seven people total, it can kind of feel like you can't really do that. Um, but we're pivoting a bit around Christmas this year, which is interesting as well. Like uh, my, my dad and my stepmom, like we're not doing gifts. So like that's off the hook. I still got them. So don't tell them that. Oh, <laughs> but like good thing they also don't listen to the podcast they don't they I, they did a little bit i think like or like years ago but i think that ship has sailed a little bit <laughs> we we but, fell off but i i believe you also let me know that they are perhaps bad mom's christmas fans so maybe they'll check this one it's out entirely possible we'll have to see um but yeah i uh <laughs> I think what I want to try to get better at around Christmas is like seeing friends more, especially because I am going to have time off too and knowing that other people will. Like, I know it's like a very family oriented holiday, but you know, pal time is good. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
so we all have like fairly standard Christmases then. Um, and it sounds like we're on track for good ones this year. I hope I'm not jinxing that. Uh, we'll, we'll reconvene in January and see if we've had the worst month of our lives, in which case I'm going to apologize now. But assuming that doesn't happen, uh, good news for us. You know who it's bad news for? Moms. Moms. Moms everywhere are taking on this apocalyptic Christmas burden, and it's burning them out to their cores of their souls, dude. Um, if you believe the tale spun by a bad mom's Christmas. In which moms that don't particularly seem that bad are introduced to their own moms who seem like they may be worse. And then you learn, maybe we're all just people, bro. That was really well summarized yeah, this is for beautiful. <laughs> That's the movie. That's the movie. And then there's just pussy talk in There's pussy and dodgeball. And MILFs. Susan Sarandon's honkers around. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quoting a tweet. (laughs) I feel like I need to make that clear. (laughs) Yeah, sure you are. A tweet that you wrote. (laughs) No, I'm going to go get the honkers tweet. No. I'm just literally going to go on Twitter and look up honkers and I bet I'll find it. Nope, I will not. Yeah, you'll find you'll find something. Bunch of fucking geese. I'm going to find it, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to find the tweet. Page 6. Embattled Susan Sarandon's son begs fans of the shop sharing video quote with her honkers out. <laughs> it's a real tweet. I told you. <laughs> I would never just say that out of the confidence or the gall. <laughs> I can't find the original tweet, but you're just going to have to believe that the thing that I said is real. I believe you. Oh, wait, I'm, not, I'm not on Twitter it. anymore. So Jade made a honkers tweet and then yeah. dropped the mic. <laughs> the, the tweet is in the, it's in the group chat. You can check for yourself uh, from DJ Live Action Ratatouille. <laughs> that, that is their name on Twitter, which is extremely funny. Um, but while we, while you guys look at that tweet and, uh, learn that I'm not the kind of person who just goes around hollering honkers all willy nilly, um, the, the movie that Jade picked out for us to watch for Christmas was A Bad Mom's Christmas, which is of course the sequel to the hit film Bad Moms, um, which I guess is probably not a movie about actual bad parents more than it is about moms like letting loose in the way that might make a facebook meme happen yeah. is my assumption have you seen the first bad moms i did a double feature <laughs> i have not so before we get into this because I, I really have effectively explained the plot well enough i'm not going to rehash that a second time but uh we would love to be educated about the initial bad moms experience yes the lore of this universe so to speak so the first bad moms it starts with there's a lot more like character building and whatnot i guess like bad moms christmas really just hits the ground running with the um slow-mo day drinking montages um but they're in slow motion some of it i some of it has to be in slow motion or maybe i'm thinking of the first movie there was a lot of slow motion montages Anyway, but um, it starts with Mila Kunis, who is work. She's a working woman. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's cooking. She's going to PTA meetings. Um, one of her kids is really stupid. The other one is like a really wound up, anxious, like smart person. 
It's and cool she, that she's going to Paul Thomas Anderson meetings. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the correct response. And she just can't fucking keep it together. And her husband is also like an idiot. He's like a handsome idiot who is like not a good husband and blah, 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 blah. Her kids are spoiled. The PTA ladies are evil. One of them is Jada Pickett Smith, which is really funny. Um, she, But anyway, she did not come back for the sequel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Mila Kunis is like, I'm going to decide to be a bad mom, which as you correctly predicted, well, it isn't really her being a bad mom. It's more just her like, I'm not going to do all of the shit that everyone says I need to be doing I'm all the time. societal expectation. Exactly. It's really about feminism right. <laughs> at the end of the day. Oh, and she befriends Kristen Bell, who's a weird stay-at-home mom who like whose kids call her a dumb bitch all the time. Um, and so she learns to stand up for herself. And also she does whippets, which is like my favorite part of the first movie. Where the Kristen the Bell- roller, like rollerblading or uh, like the air? No, like the, like the, air can the like, drug one ready whip yeah the um, cool one. yeah the cool one the cool one. Well, i mean rollerblading is pretty cool or roller derby is pretty cool too but um yeah funniest part in the first movie to be is when Kristen paul just goes i like whippets <laughs> <laughs> um anyway and then katherine hahn like learned she was actually a bad mom in the beginning of that movie um, and she learns to be a, a good mom yeah she like starts making lunch for her son and like goes to his baseball games and stuff um oh and then also kristen bell leaves her husband and starts uh seeing the hot guy jesse who actually he does a lot more stuff with the first movie by this movie it seems like he's just there um just to be there really <laughs> Well, he's he's bringing in the money to have big fancy house. She already she's had a that stay big, at home mom. No, she's not a stay at home mom. Oh, she uh she works at a coffee company that is literally just called Coffee Company. Why did I think? I don't know why I thought she doesn't work. She doesn't work at all. No, Kristen Bell is a stay at home mom. Oh, I mean, okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Mila Kunis works at a coffee company. Works at a coffee company yeah so true <laughs> so true anyway um, so that's did that's you a plot like of that moms. movie i liked the first one i mean it wasn't great um you saw boobies in the first one which was crazy uh <laughs> <laughs> which was cra- never seen that before <laughs> I, it's my first time seeing boobs <laughs> bro they got honkers in this they one got, that's crazy they got, they got straight up honkers in the first one like you see a naked woman um yeah, she's totally naked. She just has what they refer to as like a giant bush. <laughs> I just I need to stop the podcast. I just did an actual spit take on the carpet of my floor. <laughs> um, how dare you? <laughs> so I was really surprised that you didn't see no honkers in Bad Mom's Christmas. So that goes I mean, down a like, full uh, star on Letterboxd. Um, my socks are going to get wet later when I get up from recording this podcast because it's got water all over the fucking floor. <laughs> let's go but um the first one was good the first one was like the writing felt really tight too like okay. something like they were setting things up they were setting up the characters and like with the villain plot which was like the pta moms everything kind of made sense 
yes were there weird slow motion sexual like junk food eating montages of course there were because it's a very milf centric appeal but um (laughs) i don't know like like for like for viewers like you think they were trying to get people in on the basis that this movie included that i think the movies are for moms okay because of the jokes but then i also think they're like but we're also gonna make them sexy just to grab other people to widen it a little bit i think there's two different approaches happening simultaneously but yeah i liked the first movie i thought it was cute um not a huge mila kunis person but i love katherine hong and kristen bell and the sporting cast was really funny um yeah, and it's fine. I don't watch a lot of comedies like this, but I think it was pretty good for what it was. So that's a jade thumbs up on Bad Moms. Yes, the first one. <laughs> Vital uh, discrepancy being made. Um, Liam, had you seen Bad Moms, or at least were you familiar with the Bad Moms uh, cinematic universe? Yeah, I was f- I was familiar with it. I haven't seen it, though. Um I I get it confused with a couple other movies that came out around the same time. Like there was one called Girls Trip, and there was another called A Rough Night, and and um, related to this movie, there was a movie called Office Christmas Party. And so I saw yeah, we're a gonna few hear about those. that momentarily. Okay, I I saw I saw a couple of those movies, and so I thought maybe there would be a chance that I would put on Bad Moms Christmas. Um, and and I learned that I had seen it or or ditto for Bad Moms, but no, I I I hadn't seen either of these before. I hadn't seen Bad Moms either. However, I did realize pretty quickly I had seen Bad Moms Christmas. So now I've just seen Bad Moms Christmas twice, <laughs> which I just think is an interesting way to spend the finite time that you have alive. Yeah, if Bad Moms Christmas has a, a Spotify wrapped, you might be in the top 1% of uh, watchers. I, I think that's an easy argument to make. Yeah, especially under the age of like 40. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you top so fan. much. <laughs> it's an honor just to be nominated uh, <laughs> to, to become a bad mom or whatever. Um, so this movie is directed by... Uh, john lucas and scott moore and it's also written by john lucas and scott moore uh you may know them from writing and directing bad moms or being writers on the hangover or making office christmas party okay and also a movie called four christmases these guys fucking love christmas (laughs) uh this movie is edited by james thomas uh borat borat 2 shout out to kazakhstan um hot tub time machine muppets most wanted uh the reboot of the toxic avenger is that out yet i don't think so i don't think so okay not yet the impending reboot um the cinematography is by mitchell amundsen uh who did uh cheaper by the dozen 2022 which i did not realize was a thing um Renfield, Ride Along 2, Now You See Me, Hot Wheels, Fearless at the 500, Wanted, and Transporter 2. And we've also got Christopher Lennertz, 
who is working on The Boys, Lost in Space, Sausage Party, Pitch Perfect 3, Horrible Bosses 2, Camp Rock 2, Dr. Doolittle 3, War with Grandpa, and perhaps most importantly, for our purposes, Liam, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2. Nice. Not to be confused with My Big Greek Fat Wedding 3, which is not the name of that movie and uh, not a movie we have seen yet. But maybe we'll get there someday. Maybe we gotta round out the Dr. Dad verse. As established, this movie stars Mila Kunis. Everybody knows who Mila Kunis is, uh, but I'm just gonna point out that she's an American Psycho 2. Yeah, that's been on our list uh, for ages since uh, since the beginning, really. She's the American Psycho 2, right? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess you guys haven't seen the movie yet. Maybe something. She's definitely on the poster looking psychotic. <laughs> also, Oz, the great and powerful, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have my notes open? That's crazy. Did you hack into the mainframe? Or... Yeah, I'm right behind you, actually. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. Look, that'd be a fun surprise. Oh, <laughs> with a katana? Sure. Fucking end it, dude. Who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry I made you watch Bad Moms Christmas the second time. <laughs> While we're here, she's also in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. A, a, move, a, a good movie that I know Liam likes, which is the only reason I brought it up. Thank you. Uh, we've got Catherine Hahn. Uh, she is very popular right now. She's on that WandaVision didn't see it but i've heard she's pretty good on it <laughs> she's in those animated spider movies um she was in glunion which we talked about um, you know she's a hot commodity right now uh we've got Kristen bell who uh was in the frozens and on veronica mars and also uh the good place and was in kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> wait who is she in Kingdom Hearts 3? Anna from Frozen. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, patron saint of Christmas on this show, Christine Baranski is in this movie. Uh, as Mila Kunis' mom. As my uh, mom. As my as, mommy. <laughs> as Jade's mom. Uh, who you'll remember as being uh, psycho hot lady from The Grinch. Martha May Oh, holy! And and arguably Liam also a uh, hot lady from Mama Mia. Here we go. Is that why we're doing this, Jade? Because she was hot in The Grinch. Is that how it came up? <laughs> that very that very real laugh. Is Jade? Is that wow. part of why? You may be wondering why I've brought you to these moms today. <laughs> It was all part of my plan to talk about Christine Baranski for a second time. <laughs> wow. I didn't recognize her, but yeah. Well, she wasn't in Whoville makeup or still, in Greece. That's right. Oh. She still got it, in my opinion. <laughs> in my humble opinion. Anyway. Yeah, Christine Baranski is your Mary Elizabeth Winstead for us. Well, I also like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Well, sure, we all do, but we've done movies of hers in the podcast like five times. Yeah. I'm going to try to rope Christine Baranski into every single suggestion I have now. I'm glad that y'all did not realize it, though, until just now. That's actually awesome. I mean, I Uh, knew. Well, Liam, then. (laughs) 
Susan Sarandon, uh, also know who she is. Uh, I do want to acknowledge that her character's name is Isis, which I think they purely did because Isis was really funny at the time. 2017. <laughs> it was a hot time to laugh at Isis. Um. Und- yep, it sure was. Uh, Cheryl Hines plays the other, the third of the extra moms. Uh, she's in Space Chimps 2, Zartog Strikes Back, dude. <laughs> um, and, a, and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I only wrote Space Chimps 2. She's in Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, jokes aside, I have seen a small enough amount of Curb Your Enthusiasm that I did not recognize this woman. She plays Larry David's wife, who's... Name is also Cheryl in the show, but I don't know if she's playing herself or not. Do being having to be Larry David's wife, especially the Curb Your Enthusiasm version, feels like a fate worse than death. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's it's usually not great. Yeah, and then we've got we've got Peter Gallagher playing Hank, who I think is Christine Baranski's husband. He was in Step Up for Miami Heat. <laughs> And also the OC in American Beauty, perhaps more notably. Uh, Jay Hernandez plays Jesse. He was in the Hostel movies. And also Friday Night Lights. Justin Hartley plays Ty. He was on This Is Us and Smallville. Lyo Brocato was... I don't know why I said it like that. That was really weird. Uh, plays Kent. I don't. I don't think I remember who Kent is. Uh, the Big Short, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, we got Wanda Sykes showing up for for a quick cup of coffee in this movie as a therapist. She was in the uh, first movie too. Oh, okay. Well, then, uh, then the necessary cameo fans have been clamoring for. Um. Uh, Una Lawrence plays Jane Mitchell, who, based on the last names, is related to M- Mila Kunis. A child, perhaps. Uh, She was in The Beguiled and A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Uh, We've got MJ Anthony as Dylan. He was in Chef and Krampus. (laughs) Chef Krampus, I need a holiday turkey stack. (laughs) Somebody help me. Chef Krampus, please. Doesn't he eat kids? (laughs) (laughs) Chef Krampus, give me a child. (laughs) A child. Uh, Ariana Greenblatt uh, is in this movie Uh, people will remember her from Boss Baby 2 and Scoob and perhaps more importantly Barbie (laughs) she's the cool teen in Barbie oh wow that's what she's from I was trying to recognize her so funny thing with her also as the bad mom's lore expert she was definitely played by a less cute child in the first movie. Damn, now we're <laughs> they, insulting kids. They recast, look, it's objective. Ariana Greenblatt is a very cute little kid. She can obviously act. You know, she does a pretty good job, I feel like, with yeah. her little one-liners. I but saw they had, they had a little kid in the first movie playing Jesse's daughter who like just didn't fucking do anything. Like, Did not have the it. juice? Yeah, no juice on that girl. <laughs> uh, Cade Cooksey plays Jackson Dunkler. 
which is just a fun thing to say. Um, he's the kid who got plastic bags for Christmas <laughs> and was like stoked about it. Uh, and then another fun name, Jax Dean <laughs> plays Bernard. <laughs> he was on a show called <laughs> Chugging <laughs> See, you guys are you guys aren't laughing, which is a problem. You couldn't even say it. I don't know what I'm supposed to be laughing at. Jax Dean was on chugging. Chugging. Chuggington. It's a it's a cartoon. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's a cartoon about trains. Okay. So it's all one word is Chuckington. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I thought I thought I th- I was waiting on a second word that would describe what Jackstein was chugging. <laughs> Tons, dude. He was chugging it all. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we've also got Madison Muffley, and then we've got Christina Applegate and Kenny G as Kenny G. Kenny G says fuck, doesn't he? I don't remember. Okay, me neither. <laughs> Nope. Nobody knows for sure if and when Kenny G has or did say fuck. And legally, you can't prove it. He might not even be in the movie. No. Until you're watching him in the movie, he is both in the movie and not in the movie. Yeah, Schrodinger's fl- flutist. S- saxophonist, I think. He could probably play a flute. If Kenny G were on this podcast right now, he would he would say fuck at you, Corey, for calling him a flutist. Yeah, I want well, him to making say the fuck same at mistake me. as the bad mobs. <laughs> what if he said like all of those words? Like what if he said like fuck at me, dude? Is that anything? I, I guess I would take him up on it. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. I would fuck at him. He's Kenny G. He played with fucking Weezer. Who's Adam? Adam? You said you'd fuck Adam. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I guess Adam would be um, lead singer of Counting Crows. Sure. I'd get I'd get him. I'd get Kenny G. Two connections to two of my favorite bands. Why not? And then Did you Counting Crows ever record. play with <laughs> That's right. And make music. <laughs> record it on GarageBand. See what happens. Turn that metronome on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I put a metronome on to fuck. <laughs> well, it's not good if you don't do that. How are you supposed to know what to do if there's no metronome? <laughs> Maybe a it's actually... People, a lot of people think metronomes were made for pianos. Not true. That's true. What was invented first? Sex or pianos? Depends on who you ask. Mozart <laughs> would tell you pianos. He was a virgin. <laughs> I think that man was not a virgin, honey. <laughs> that the only uh pipe Mozart was laying was pipe organs, dude. He wasn't doing shit. No, he was. Uh, have you? <laughs> he was a stinky little guy. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that pipe bit. I gotta say that was a good pipe. Bit. I don't know why this episode has been so like sex forward. It's me, isn't it? That's my thing. I'm the girl that makes dick jokes. (laughs) Nobody said that. (laughs) You were definitely implying it, though. Yeah. Me? I I don't think I'm not trying to imply it. Yeah. I'm the one that said it, dude. This could have been anybody's fault. That's true. 
It all started with the honkers. Oh, wait. Are you still doing the thing with the cast and crew? No, it's that was uh, Kenny G was in. <laughs> okay. Corey, are you done doing your, <laughs> your little thing now? Well, your cute little thing. I didn't want to I didn't want to get into something if No, if get it was into a it. bad time. What do you guys think about how this movie starts? It's the framing device of it all. Yeah, so I, w- I would love to answer this question um, because I don't know how much I'm going to be able to talk about this movie and the opening did give me something to talk about. I, I took note of the opening. I think the opening shot is really cool how um, it's on a Christmas tree and there's Christmas music and then the camera gradually rotates and you lo- realize that the Christmas tree is on the ground and not standing vertical. I thought that was very cool. Um, it was kind of like it... it struck me as like a a subversion of a uh of any other christmas movie like a cheesier christmas movie a hallmark movie that might start with just a shot of a of a tree um but then when we get the the voiceover from mila kunis and she's saying stuff like um she says uh i literally feel like the worst mom in the world right now like the word literally doesn't need to be there i don't like that it's there and then she says maybe i should start from the beginning you know she does that classic record scratch you might be wondering how i got here and yeah. and i was off it i was off it at that point oh. i i thought it was such a lazy way to to start a movie you know i've seen it in in so many other pieces of programming and i just uh program I, I i would have loved had it not truly programming like it's in movies it's in short stories it's in kids tv it's just too much it's so in so I, sometimes i was i was pretty deflated what did you think of it uh jade oh i thought it was horrible i well first <laughs> i was distracted because i was like "Ooh, camel and that's cool you know did they you know you me- can turn that into menthol if you hit the hump on its back oh my god <laughs> okay you brought up cigarettes this time i just want yeah this one was to me. take note of that um <laughs> but then i was like why the f- why are they doing the like um, I guess you're wondering how I got here is sort of a thing because that it was just so unnecessary. And then when I got to the end of the movie or to that part, at least it felt even more unnecessary because I was like, this wasn't, I don't know in what context it would have been like a good decision to do it that way. Cause I agree with you that like, it's a very tired, um, but for this movie especially, it was such a straightforward movie. Like, you don't need to do that. Also, just have the, like, and the moms show, the, the grandmas show up, like, immediately. So it's not like, like, there's barely any exposition anyway. Like, just just play the damn movie. I don't know. I that really annoyed. It actually like really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I think the same way that the word literally stuck out to me there as like an unnecessary word. Um, this the scene stuck out to me as unnecessary. You know, and I don't. I don't mean that. I don't have a problem with people saying literally in in casual conversation, but in a script where you know every line is thought about beforehand um there's no reason for that word to be there and uh it's hard enough for a dramatic serious movie to win me over with the whole starting a movie at the end showing you where you're going to end up to build intrigue um it almost always seems to me like it is uh um 
like it is uh, sort of uh, lazy, a little bit, a little bit of a cheat um, as to how to start your film. Just put something from the end at the beginning, um, and that way we don't have to actually think of a unique opening scene. Uh, and so, if if it's tough for a dramatic movie to pull that off and and make me feel like it has purpose there, then a Christmas comedy movie absolutely <laughs> does not need to do that. Um, just if it had just started with the uh, the moms showing up and like just like. A a really good joke um i would have preferred it much more and i think when the moms show up some jokes do start flying so so why not yeah. just cut that opening scene out oh i just had an idea for a better opening scene actually while you were talking Tell it. is so i feel like it could just be like cutting in between the three grandmas like traveling and then oh, their yeah. daughters. And so you're like, okay, you start with like, you know, the regular moms, Mila Kunis, all them. They're going about their day. Maybe they're talking about, oh, I'm excited to have like a really low-key Christmas, whatever. And then it's like cuts to Christine Baranski, you know, hailing a cab or in the car. Cuts to Susan Sarandon in the truck driving. Like, and it's almost like, and you could almost like frame it as if like you could imply the upcoming conflict visually, like maybe like there's going to be a collision, like Mila Kunis is moving right to left in the frame. Christine Baranski is moving like left to right. And then it gets to the part where knock, knock. And then they're both in the frame together. Roll title, bad mom's Christmas. (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. That sounds great. Thank you. Like, literally. And that's not that creative either. Like, but I think it's so much more interesting. Or, like, not even interesting. I don't know. Just being like. It's what a movie might do. Yeah. It's like, don't start with the, hmm, I guess you're wondering how I got here. Like, that just sucks. It sucks and I so also much. think, I think it sucks <laughs> even more because they also do the, like, how'd this camel get in the house? Oh. Yeah, which, the camel is barely even in the movie. Also, camel's barely in the movie. <laughs> False advertising camel. <laughs> it really is, because I'm like, oh shit, camel. And then, like, even, like, the party, like, the scene where, like, all that goes down, like, the climax, I guess, like, happens for, like, two seconds. Like, you you could have stretched the party out. Oh, the budget way went to the camel. More. Yeah. They can only afford the camel for like one scene. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they could have done another scene at the bounce house and then gotten the more bounce house money or the trampoline place, whatever. Um, have you guys ever been to one of those? No. I haven't. No, it looks really fun. Yeah, it does they, look really fun. Do they let 26 do- year olds in? What? You think we might be too young? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How old is Susan Sarandon? Like eighty five or something. Like <laughs> Damn. She's like a hundred. Cheryl Hines, she's definitely like a thousand years old. Cheryl Hines is pretty young. She could Susan be Sarandon's immortal. <laughs> I feel like they could let me in. I feel like I could charm my way in. Standing at, at the least. outside of a bounce house like Eric Andre. <laughs> let me in. Absolutely I freaking actually, out. Like I feel like you have to be at least a little old to do like the the deathmatch Q-tip dueling thing that they were doing. Yeah, like the wipeout challenge. Yeah, I want to do that at my birthday party this year. By the way, and you guys are invited. 
if you can make it down here. When do we need to be there by? Uh, it's in July. It's going to be like a sexy Pokemon dueling sort of situation. So bring a bathing suit. Uh, <laughs> and a Pokemon? Like a living, breathing? No, you dress up as a Pokemon, but like oh. in a bathing suit. So, and I'll I don't, be have, to, I don't as... have to invent Pokemon. No. I mean, you can if you want to. Extra points. Okay. Liam, do you want to try? <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to try. I like that it's a costume party, so then I don't need to check a bag with um, extra clothing. I will just wear the Pokemon costume, and I have on what I need. Yeah, start thinking about what Pokemon you'd want to be, too. I like the idea that in this scenario, you're worried that they might be charging a bag check. <laughs> <laughs> you got to think about these things when you're planning a travel, Corey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're right. It's undeniable. <laughs> Where's your head at, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> it's not in the game, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's somewhere else yeah so anyway i want people to dress up as pokemon and smack the shit out of each other in a pool for my entertainment um are you like and sitting then I'll on be a throne in this scenario um i will be dressed up as nurse joy and i'll be running the pokemon center which will be the bar <laughs> oh that's a that's a good bit you're gonna yeah. bartend at your own birthday party? No, uh but i'll be i'll pose next to it as you know right bartending yeah, yeah. maybe mitch can nice. come Mitch could come. Yeah, Mitch could bartend it. Yeah. Like you could dress up as a chancy. <laughs> dress up, dress I love that the idea of just as, like as Mr. Mime, dude. <laughs> just making Mitch travel across country lines to work. Mitch, do you mind coming to work at my at my birthday I think party? He would, he would love fun. it. Yeah, he yeah. would do it. Bro's yeah. built to. He would take like beautiful medium format film photos and like make delicious drinks. <laughs> yeah. He's hired. <laughs> let, I, now, him, let him know after this episode. We are going to have to bring him back to life to do that. Oh, true. We did establish at the beginning of the episode that he's been killed. He could be a ghost bartender. Spooky. He could also just use a Max Revive. That's a Pokemon reference for all y'all Pokemon fans out there. <laughs> I'm going to start releasing music under the name Max Revive. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, that's my tangent about the trampoline place. So these <laughs> these terrible moms, is, are your feelings about the opening scene reflective of how you both feel about the rest of the movie? I liked Ty um, Swindell. Yes, he he was the uh, the ball wax guy. Yeah, the stripper. Yes, yeah, I loved him as well. Um, yeah, I would say that they're probably indicative of how I how I felt about the movie, particularly, you know, me saying that I liked the opening shot with the tree um, because there is stuff I like in this movie. I would think that I would say the main thing is is the cast. Um, I think they are pretty much all really charismatic and, and make some uh, really funny conversations happen that would be less funny with other people. Um, but I, I, I think that the movie ends up... Um, being too trope laden for me and uh and and not all that satisfying and not and not definitely not funny enough um to overcome those tropes so so i guess i guess the opening scene is sort of indicative of that you know there's there's stuff i like about it but it kind of ends up concluding in um stuff i feel like i've seen done better in other movies yeah i agree i agree yeah, I uh this movie has like flashes of potential or at the very least a couple actually funny bits in it. 
like it's not a complete abject waste of your time if you've already made the decision i'm going to watch a bad mom's christmas <laughs> but if i made that decision for you yeah then... or if you've decided to do it twice <laughs> then it might be a waste of your it, time it, it could be argued that you've uh wasted some of your time i just think that yeah the potential in some of the bits is vastly outweighed by how like trope and tropey and boring the rest of it ultimately is and i think it's like commentary on how hard moms have it is like kind of toothless because of how generic it is even though like there is a lot of expectation on women to do a lot of the heavy lifting of the labor that actually makes holidays good that's true but like this is not a great way to like illustrate that because it just feels like every five minutes we're cutting to some new slow motion montage of a thing happening and it's just an ultimately boring movie to watch and that's just i'm just who cares we deserve a better bad bombs christmas is what i'm gonna say to that i feel like a movie like you said about the you know women's work of the holidays or whatever could be good it is a good point to make but this is just really bad and also that's like kind of what the point of the first movie was um this one i guess switches it up by having the grandma characters bad grandmas they could have called it yeah exactly um (laughs) but yeah ultimately it's like not good (laughs) there's a handful of funny bits what bits do you like? Um, I'm sorry, we're late. He drives like a girl. Laughed at that. Um, on those are for my kid. They're healthy as fuck. Laughed at that. Um, in the therapy meeting when the mom is trying to win over Kristen Bell and she says, "I have cancer again and oh. polio." Yeah, that That's was funny. Funny. I, <laughs> I thought Cheryl Hines was really funny in this. Yeah. I liked her a lot. Cheryl Hines is great. I agree. Uh, Christine Baranski's great. Catherine Hahn is great. I loved how much of a bitch Christine Baranski was. Such I love a bitch. it. Ugh. Except I didn't like the racism. We could have done without that. Yeah. <laughs> I will. And uh, I mean, Kristen Bell's. I would say like the weak link of the moms is probably Mila Kunis is just sort of like cruising. Yeah, that's how the first one was too. I mean, like Mila Kunis doesn't make me like laugh out loud. Like she's just. Uh, she's fine. <laughs> I don't know how y'all feel about Mila Kunis generally, but uh, neutral. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she's just a neutral. She's hot never lady. made my day or wronged me. No, except when she um, what was the thing that happened recently with the guy from that '70s show? Uh, her husband. No, 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 no. That's not her husband, isn't it? it well, the no, the, dif- the different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Masterson. Oh, the rapist? Yeah. yeah. Yes. They what did, did she do? defend him. Oh, yeah. She, oh, oh, yeah I mean, like, he, on a personal level, yeah, she's terrible. But, like, <laughs> uh, cinematically speaking, neutral. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um, That's a good different, differentiation to make. Yeah, I think, yeah. And it, makes the, it makes this movie difficult to talk about how much of this is just, like, scene where mom talks to grandma 
scene where bad moms talk amongst themselves montage of activity scene where mom talks to grandma oh. scene where moms talk amongst themselves montage of activity <laughs> that's, that's the entire movie <laughs> no that's actually the most perfect summary of this movie that you could have made and then like every once in a while oh good i just thought the montages were so brutal so i think brutal. cut out cut out all of those and make more scenes of the characters talking because i really do think that these are are good funny actors and i my estimation of the movie increases um a lot you know Wait, you don't uh, want to watch slow did. motion dodgeball for 15 minutes yeah that was that was that was so rough um and i I actually i thought the the end of the dodgeball scene um where she uh uh she gets caught in the she gets hit in the crotch right by the dodgeball and she falls over and then it remains in slow-mo as she like bounces back up three times i thought that was kind of funny um so if that was the only montage in the movie okay fine but there's a lot of montages they gotta run through the mall they got uh, uh, that part was hard. <laughs> yeah, my biggest surprise with that scene. Can you get beer in the food court? How are they doing that? They get drunk in the know. food court. How? Yeah, I don't, I know. don't Jade, go- Jade, is that an American thing? I don't go to the mall. <laughs> like, have you ever seen anyone drink a beer in a mall? Um. Oh God. I used to work in a mall. I used to work at Victoria's Secret. Um, Did anyone get blasted and go to Victoria's Secret? Or no, they mostly just had Starbucks cups that they would like try to hide on the shelves and stuff when they didn't feel like throwing them away um yeah i don't think you that like it genuinely took me out of the movie that varies by state so maybe in illinois you can it just took me it like genuinely like took me out of the movie a bit to be like they're just sitting in a food court with like beer bottles and like it's like rush hour. Here, I'm gonna look it up. And you like keep they're just hanging out. <laughs> and then it's just very generic, like, we're gonna go fuck with Santa. We're gonna take all the free samples. And it's just that's the part this is the element of the movie that I find frustrating in that it's like it fantasizes about a world in which moms are liberated from responsibility for once in their terrible lives. And what it chooses to do with it is like mild hooliganism. <laughs> And that just yeah. doesn't seem like it feels like the kind of thing where like a mom might post on Facebook that they got a kick out of a movie that they just watched because there was like a funny bit in the mall, but it doesn't feel like a particularly imaginative bit. That being said, I would love to see my mo- my, my own. I want to do an experiment where I just show my mom this movie and she i could see her being into this cuz she is also very stressed out does a lot around the holidays um does not did not really doesn't get along with my grandma extremely well like bit of a Mila not, Kunis Christine Baranski situation it's not like that at all my grandma is more like Cheryl Hines ah. out of the three of them what was i going to say what was i saying before this oh i looked up the drinking thing um and yeah you can drink alcohol in malls in illinois and texas and like presume but like so presumably like you could go to like new york fries and be like can i get fries and also a budweiser and they'll just be like yeah okay yeah 
Like if I have you're to in the mall, like, they didn't indoors, bring that in beer from home. You are yeah. in public. You're the most in public. No, but like you can drink a beer in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Corey, I feel like you're being willfully ignorant right now. <laughs> no, I mean, like, earnestly, like, if the argument is that you're not in public, it's like, well, you're definitely in public. Well, no, you're inside of a private institution. It's like you can drink alcohol inside of an amusement park. Yes. Yes. So a mall is like that, I guess. Yeah. According but, like, to Illinois and Texas. <laughs> I've just been to amusement parks where that's happening, and I've never been to a mall where anyone's drinking like that. But, well, granted, yes, we have to go can... to designated liquor stores here, so like, yeah. So get out of here with that Canadian pussy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. You you can mean that. I didn't make the rules up. No, I mean I also can't do this in the state where I live. So we gotta move to one of the cool states, Illinois and Texas. <laughs> I'm gonna go drink at the Bean. You can all do this. Oh, wait, you can do this. Oh, this is also in Illinois. So, yeah. And they do live outside of Chicago. So, it's canon. Chicago to the polls. Chicago Um, gets me some fucking beer. (laughs) What accent was that? (laughs) It was like a Boston accent. It felt Boston to me for sure. (laughs) It was a Boston accent. (laughs) Um, It's just the funniest accent to do. Pock the cod, get me a beer. (laughs) No, that's can't be a beer. <laughs> Slow motion. You become West Bostonian over time. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say the the propensity for montages and the relative lack of an emotional core makes this hard to talk about for an extended period of time. Unless you want to just walk through every single thing a grandma does in this movie, which I don't necessarily. Um. I mean, I'm open to being overruled, but I feel like a lot of the bits sort of bleed into one another. We're just sort of like fairly hokey Christmas whatever of like, we're caroling, but you're Scrooge. And like, I bought you a bunch of doves in a box. And like, it's just, it's all very bleh to me. Yeah, it all kind of runs together. I could reiterate that... um the the whole relationship that Catherine Hahn has with the with the dude who needs his the stripper needs his balls waxed and his taint and all that I thought that was really funny that, yeah. those were my favorite scenes in the movie that's that's the kind of humor where it's like they're kind of saying um, taboo things but they're saying them very plainly and uh, you know that just makes me laugh when you know when when he's in the room and and like uh, telling her that that he has no problem spreading his ass so that she can wax his taint like that's that's funny i, I like they it. were both really funny yeah and it makes me it also makes me like him as a character because i'm like wow this guy seems really wholesome <laughs> yes wholesome he's comfortable with himself yeah and he's comfortable with her he's had somewhere he's he's comfortable with each he other to be ready to get there yeah exactly and when he comes back and uh they have to like hide the kids faces from watching him strip I think that sort of thing is fun. Like, it's not the most cutting edge humor, of course, but I'm like, yeah, funny, sexy man dance. I like that. <laughs> I clapped when the man danced funny style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, again, like this movie is not a complete lost cause. It's just sort of like it's the 
cinematic equivalent of yawning. Damn. <laughs> it's just sort of like, okay. And then it washes over you. I will say, uh, to its credit, after about 15 minutes, I did realize I had seen it. So it wasn't so forget forgettable that I didn't notice at all. It just took me some time. But it did take <laughs> you some time. Yeah. That is such a backhanded compliment. Yeah. I'm it only to took this. me 15 minutes to realize I watched this movie before. Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Get him, Corey. <laughs> Could have taken 20. Could have taken 20. That's yeah. the official. <laughs> <laughs> Bad Moms doesn't give you a lot to chew on. That's all. This movie could have taken 20 minutes to happen. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? Am I, Am I right, right, ladies? Am I right, ladies? Tip your bartenders. Because there wasn't a lot going on. Are you guys going to watch this at Christmas with your family? I think I might. Like I said, I want a mom's perspective. None of us are moms that I know of. So. Yeah, no, I... I, I uh, <laughs> I won't, but I but I think that the movie absolutely like serves that purpose well, and I, I'd be curious to hear what your mom thinks of it. I just won't, just because I don't think this this movie would really suit my mom. You know, she, I don't think this is really her type of humor. You have I, an I older don't see mom, her, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't see my mom in any of these moms or even in any of these grandmas. But I do think that um, you know I understand how this movie made. Uh, so much more than its budget you know I, I get that this would this would make uh certain people laugh much more than i laughed at it and the fact that i laughed at it at all you know it's kind, it's kind of cool yeah okay. i i think i i think i'll do a follow-up i want you guys to i'll let you know and then in a future episode you can be like by the way this is what jade's mom thought of bad moms that'd be great because if yes. any if anyone was gonna be a bad mom it would be my mom because she's gonna let loose and go to dodgeball i could see her doing that yeah for sure she reminds me a lot of these women um so that's why i'm so curious i'm like what would dana think yeah. i don't remember this? what my stepmom thought at all which is who i i believe where i watched it because i feel like i'd rem well i guess it's a bad sign that i don't remember who i watched it with but I believe that's You were just I, alone, bro. You just fired yeah. it. I just fired it. <laughs> I think my mom, my mom would probably also just be like, it was, it was cute. It was fun. I had a good time. Like, I think that she would roll with it for sure. And I don't remember. Yeah, I, I just, I'm racking my brain. I'm going through all the uh, filing cabinets with my little SpongeBob's up there trying to get to the bottom of this one and uh, don't remember what my stepmom would have said about this. It's okay. <laughs> Maybe this movie just doesn't, doesn't deserve doesn't deserve the your effort. stepmom's opinion i guess not <laughs> doesn't um, deserve your spongebobs <laughs> you gotta save your spongebobs for somebody you really care about oh yeah saving my spongebobs for marriage <laughs> so i can remember their birthday <laughs> i have a dedicated spongebob to remember my wife's birthday <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> i would say a lot of husbands don't even have that honestly <laughs> We need a bad dad's movie. That's but it's not like liberate. It's there's no liberation. It's just lampooning these buffoons. Yeah, they just. It's like Home Alone. It's but like War with Grandpa, but they actually die. Oh no! Yeah, it's like it's like whoever wrote this definitely had extremely bad daddy issues. It's just like <laughs> them getting like fucked up the whole time. <laughs> It's like 
jackass with permanent injuries. Yeah, exactly. Which I guess is jackass, if I guess, but... Uh, next week we're gonna watch. We just sort of randomly said it, decided this. Uh, Mitch doesn't know this yet, so R.I.P. to him for that. Um, both that and his actual death having had occurred, as we established earlier in the episode. We're gonna we'll fix it, but yeah. Um, we're gonna watch uh, Jingle All the Way Too with uh, the esteemed Lawrence Cable guy in the starting role as Jing- Jingle. <laughs> This, that's that's Doctor Jingle to you. Please, Doctor Jingle was my father's name. <laughs> Call me the Cable Guy. Um, so we're gonna figure out. We're gonna see if that's a funnier Christmas comedy to wet the palate as we wait for the snow to finally fall. Um, we've gotten a couple of dustings of snow, but it hasn't really hit on account of climate change. So we're st- we're still waiting for that. It was so fucking cold where I am today. I don't know. Ugh, I don't know what it would be in Celsius. We can find out. <laughs> Let's do a quick. What was it? How in cold is it? Twenty. Not all day, but like when I was going to work and stuff. That's minus seven. Like, that's pretty cold. Ugh, I hate it. Anyway, but that's okay because I guess climate change is bad or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess climate change is battle whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That was very funny. Um, um Yeah, so uh I'm anti climate change and I'm anti Bad Mom's Christmas, but I might be pro Larry the cable guy. We don't know yet. So tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, find out, bro. Yeah, I won't be there. I've been exiled from the podcast after uh, suggesting this movie. You're going to get weekly shout outs still. Yeah. Though, as uh, punishment for today, you are going to have to do it yourself this time. I'm not going to do the plug today. <sighs> All right. What's up? Uh, what's up, YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> you, you sounded so unsure of where you were going to take that. Like the second it started. <laughs> well, because we're not on YouTube. Uh, what's up youtube (laughs) all right let me let me try again oh that's staying in yeah no it can stay in but (laughs) i'm still gonna give it another shot Uh, what's up youtube if you like today's podcast please smash that subscribe button and you can find more of me at jade sketches at letterboxd or on instagram and I'm not paying for my website right now, so you cannot find me there. But shoot me a DM if you want me to illustrate anything for you. And if I think it's a cool idea, I'll say yes. Also, if you want to send me some potatoes, we can set that up too. Take it away, Corey. <laughs> thank you so much, Jade. And um, thank you as well for the Christmas-themed art adorning this episode. We'll put your face over Mitch's nutcracker face or something. I got some good picks for that. There you go. Sold. And uh, as well as all the other art that we've uh, pretty much ever had, (laughs) except for the first thing I ever did, which was text on a blue background, basically. So it's been all uphill from there, thanks to Jade. So uh, go give her money if you want art. Um, or if you don't, you could. I'm I'm sure if you you, if you just reach out, we're like Jade. I want to give you money. That there wouldn't be a huge argument there. Yeah, I'd say yes. I'm I'm pretty much always looking for money with as little effort as possible. Yeah. So, so take that your would chances. Be great, thank if, you. If you got money burned a hole in your pocket, try Jade. 
Um, yeah. uh, Liam, do you have any? Do you, uh, do you need money, or do you have anything you'd like to plug? Money or not? <laughs> Uh, I I wouldn't say I need money. I I I would like it. Um, I have a film watching alter ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow on Twitter and Letterbox. My my username is Graham the Mallow. I've got a podcast where I talk about Weezer albums called In the Weeds with Weezer, the Little Bitches podcast. That's on YouTube and Spotify, I believe. And I have a band called Guest Room Status that's on uh, all the streaming services. And uh, you can find me on uh, Letterbox at Mr. Corey Price and on Twitter at A Pastel Heart and on Blue Sky at A Pastel Heart, but I don't really use it yet because I somehow still haven't just stopped using Twitter. Uh, you can listen to me and our friend Neil on MK Podquest as we continue to wrap all that stuff up as we get through there. Uh, go to Mortal Kombat Conquest.ca. It's all in one convenient location. Also, uh, Liam, I, I really got a kick out of you say film watching alter ego because it pictured that like anytime some like you're like not now I'm about to get in the theater and I turn into a different person in there <laughs> like I'm about to get in the zone. It made me think right. of uh, you. So Liam, you as you are now, you watched Bad Moms. That's right. Christmas, but that was not a film to you. <laughs> oh, I see. Good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. Was I have thinking. a film watching Alter Ego. Yeah, he does this all the just, good shit. Yeah, this is just some fucking schlock that I want <laughs> for content making purposes. So so true. I love it. Um, thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Instagram at they made another, which is all one word and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on every podcast service in existence, basically, if you just look up They Made Another One. And depending on what you use, you should leave us a five-star rating or write us a nice review or both, even if you don't like the show, um, because it will take it out of your recommendations and into somebody else's, so it'll free you from it at the very least. That's a promise. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and if you think your mom would like a bad mom's Christmas. Jade already said all of, all of her stuff, so I don't need to do that. Um, we're going to figure out what's the deal with Lawrence Cable Man and his various Christmas hijinks next week. And they made another one?